You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? I got the usual suspects in the building. I got Kenya. Hey Kenya, hey Shana. We got the return of Nicole, the hey legend, man. the myth. <laughs> uh, we got Eric calling in. How was everybody's weekend? Yeah, I need water. <laughs> I need water. I need water. I'm drinking water all weekend. Nicole, what's happening? What's been happening with you? Nothing. See, if Eric was here, there would be a <laughs> bit more enthusiasm. But when I ask the question, it's just nothing. like, eh. Nothing, nothing we went happened. to see Pack. Yeah, we, we went, went to, to see Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack was in Detroit to film more um, this, this Friday, it was. Yeah. It was pretty great, man. I say it was greater than his last one you when, think, he, when he was at the St. So. Andrews. I wasn't as drunk, but I I did enjoy it. He did spend a little bit more time on the drum. Well, he had a lot more material this time. Yeah, I I loved it. I loved it when he got on the drums. He's 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 very good at that. He had a great show. I love the Mac Miller tribute. Mac Miller tribute was great. The uh the confetti at the end was great. Yeah, I got some. I'm on my carpet. <laughs> there was an opening act by the name of Taylor Parks. You, you, you. I, th- I don't think you were there for that. I but missed probably the first team, the first fifteen minutes of Pack Set. I was like, shout out to Nicole. I love you. We was late. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Parks. Uh, she's featured on the song Tint. She sings like the end part. Mm-hmm. She did a great opening. Um, opening act. She had a song that was pretty good called um, "Mama Didn't Raise No Bitch." Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the song is funny. It's talking about like a, a boyfriend that did her wrong. But I I loved it. I loved Anderson Pack on the drums. I feel like he should do the drums more to his shows because mm-hmm. he has a knack for it and he's good at it. And the man just has a hand in everything he does musically. That that concert made me appreciate uh, Six Summers more. Yes, yes. I I lo- I love the version that he did live more than the one on the album. I do. So, I'm getting to some current events until Eric calls in. Um, Jussie Smollett. We don't know. Like, we still don't know. Like, I still don't know. Like, that's why I don't want to, like... There's a lot of different accusations going around. And it's been, like, so back and forth in the last, like, three to four days. Yeah, so, I like, I don't want to, like, say anything about it. I'm not one of those people. Because there are people from the beginning, they're like, well, there's holes in the story. And he's lying and, and stuff like that. And I don't I I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, me too. And I just saw an article on Deadline Hollywood that stated Chicago police is also investigating the um the possibility that it could have been staged. But it's also the Chicago PD that's like saying this. <laughs> right, right. It's crazy though we live in a time where people stage stuff like that. Like, we really can't believe anything that we hear anymore. It's always like fat check. Like, this wouldn't have been a fat check years ago. <laughs> but, like, but like, I, it, it's the Chicago PD, though. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, they have a, a long history of corruption and lying. And, All police do. But you're absolutely right. But, like, <laughs> Chicago, like, we don't have a Guantanamo Bay here in okay. Detroit. They have one in Chicago. Are, is the Chicago? I can't talk again. Is the Chicago PD? Are they the ones investigating the whole R. Kelly situation right now too? Because they said there was a new know. tape that came out. Yeah, and it got sure sent it to Chicago. them. It I might believe. have been. Was it? It might have been Georgia. I don't know. But they did say it was a new tape that uh, has come out. So they got a lot of they got a lot going on in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. 
Um, I don't know who's investigating it, to be honest with you. I'll get back to you on that. So we got that. We got 21 Savage just got released, right? Mm-hmm. And he did an interview with ABC News, I believe, or Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to catch that? I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you watch it? No, I didn't. I was going to ask y'all if y'all watched it. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. I... Yeah. Ain't that great? Like, good morning, America. This is that's like the go to when you want to like clean up your image a little bit. I thought that, that was Diane the, Sawyer. Isn't that? Yeah, same? I think Diane Sawyer is the ultimate one where you want to go clean up your image because right. she'll make you cry and look like the innocent person. Isn't that person? the same one that interviewed though the teenager from the the little the, the little spat that happened with the Native American guy? Wasn't that on Good Morning America as well? I don't remember, but I do know she did interview the woman that was um, uh, Elliot Spitzer's uh, escort and tried to make her seem like the, you know, the uh, the the girl that was on the wayward path to, you know, professional prostitution. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Diane Sawyer is the ultimate woman to go to when you want to clean up your image. Oh, that's your winning history. I agree. Because she 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 interviewed like Charlie Sheen when he was going through whatever meltdown that was yeah matt lauer interviewed him too a little afterwards when he when he really looked clean yeah when, when it wasn't just for show but yeah there's that um all right what else we got on the platter here isn't it a, in a state of emergency there's all a state right. of emergency the state <laughs> of emergency to uh for the wall right yeah mm-hmm. so what is that these okay, billions so, of dollars that we about to get so i'm a little confused so I'm not. I'm not that educated on this. So, when there's a state of emergency, does that mean the government shut down again? No, no. There, it doesn't look like the government is going to shut down again. Trump is basically creating like a reason to gain more money, and I think he's directly aiming towards military funding now to build this wall. So he's calling a state of emergency, saying this wall needs to be built now. We need to take money from there, here, 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 now. But he's out golfing right now, so. Sound like an emergency manager kind of move. <laughs> yeah. Does this need to be built? Does this really need to be built? I, you no. can ask so many different people, and some people will tell you yes. I, I would think personally there just tell needs you no. To be a policy in place. There's uh, Eric. Let's call up Eric. Hey, Eric, what's up? Hey, what's going on? You called it the right time, man. We were talking about um the, the national, national emergency, emergency. <laughs> and the coals oh, here. Perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, so the so the so Trump declared national uh, emergency for no reason. I guess not really an emergency, but it technically is. Like, I don't know. I'm just confused with the whole thing. So um, I'm on the same page. <laughs> oh yeah, we basically. Yeah. Go ahead. I know Shana was just talking about. Um, I asked the table, like, do we need? Does the was the wall necessary? No, no. There's no. people in Flint who don't have clean water. That's a that's a national that, that is a national water. emergency. Right. Like right. you're killing off like a part of our population because you don't want to supply them with clean water. Like my big concern right. is why are you worried about the people on the outside when you should be taking care of the people on the inside first? Mm-hmm. Another national emergency should be the gun issue. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah, the, one, the one guy in uh, Illinois who shot up his his um the plant because he got fired. First off, he shouldn't even had a gun. I think he had like some charges back in 2014 where they say he couldn't even legally carry a gun after that. But now he has, for some reason, he was able to get um um get a gun and he shot up and killed five people, probably his coworkers. And so those are national emergencies. That's stuff we need to be up in up in arms about. 
And not no border wall is not going to do anything. Yeah, I don't think the border wall is going to do anything. I do. We, we are the only first world country with birthright citizenship. So mm. I think like there probably should kind of be like some type of policy about that, especially when there's not an even exchange, because a lot of these countries, they're third world countries. But I can't go over there, have a baby, and then my baby be a citizen. Or I can't go yeah. over there and start a business because there are certain rights that are allotted to citizens in certain countries that aren't allotted to people who just come over. But the wall is not going to do anything because, you know, like it's been previously stated, it's most of the people that are here illegally are people that have overstayed their visas that came in legally, mm-hmm. but have overstayed. So what would you do, Shana, if you were president right now? <laughs> I agree. I agree 100 percent that I do think that there should be immigration policies that should be looked at and we need to understand what that means. But what is the alternative then? I think the immigration issue, um, it starts um, go back to Keith, it starts in the home. It starts back into these countries and a lot of countries we've have created turmoil over there. And then, then they come over here and it's like, oh, well, we don't want you here. Like the whole thing with Guada, we had, we created, you know, the turmoil over there where these people can't live their lives. And then they try to come over here and it's like, well, you can't come here. I think our, our, our foreign policy should go more towards not creating turmoil in these countries yeah. and assisting these countries. Not, I don't like, I, as for I don't know because we kind of act like you know what was that one movie like where we're the world police with the puppets Team America yes. world police yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> I watch that every Fourth of July I'm not gonna lie I really think that we should get out of the the business of being the world police mm. Great point Yeah but for me I personally just think that the wall is symbolic it was a, it was a symbol that Trump wants to concoct to show that he made progress and to sort of appeal to his base. At the end of the day, everything, all these stories about, you know, all these, we have an influx of, of immigrants. A lot of that is, is sort of hyperbolic. Like, yes, there are issues, but they're being over-exaggerated for the most part. Um, I could say our borders probably aren't as porous as places like in, in Europe, you know, countries in Europe where, you know, people are migrating, you know, tens of thousands of people are real, truly coming in um, you know, illegally and staying there. But I think it's just something that the base can get around, you know, and sort of use as their rallying cry just to sort of create this, this tension and division, you know, between the, the right and the left politically. So at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to really, he'll get his, his, his border wall. I'm, I'm sure he's going to build this little still flat. But is it really going to benefit the country? I doubt it. Yeah, it's a waste. Okay. So, um, Eric, yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask you yeah. something. What's, what's, what's your opinion on the whole Jesse Smollett affair? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm disappointed. You know, I feel like people jumped on it too fast without truly, like, listening or hearing out the details. And we just have to be careful as a society. I think we just sort of get up in arms a little too quickly. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate because issues of real... Um, violence, racial violence, people are always going to question it, even if it's true. People are going to now question it because of stuff like this and hearing a celebrity who, you know, faked this, this, this whole plot. 
And uh, it's, it's real bad. It's, it's unfortunate. And I just, I don't know why he did it. He made it like a thing, but it's so problematic in terms of, um, you know, future attacks that may occur that are real. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound like fucked up, but I really did. Like, I hope he did get his ass beat. Like, <laughs> like why would you hey, lie? Like, I don't. I don't want it to be a lie because, like you were saying, Eric, it can, it discounts all of the real victims mm-hmm. who are victims of those type of, of hate crimes. But did y'all see the two guys who allegedly beat him up? Like these guys are huge. They're like these two big Nigerian guys. <laughs> I'm like, if they would have beat him up, it would have been worse than a little scratch. If yeah. they did it for real. But it was this one article. It just made me laugh. It's like we raided the home and we found bleach. I'm like, you gonna find bleach if you raid my house? <laughs> In what context? Like they just said they just found. They bleach? was like they raided their like one of the the alleged uh, people that they say assaulted uh, Mr. Smuggler. They say they raided his house and they found bleach. It was just a headline. I was like, I'm not even gonna click bleach. this article. All right, who doesn't have bleach though? That's the thing. Like, Hey, so Eric, I think I covered it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I no, think I covered say, everything just, oh. as far as current events. Uh, I, I, we talked yeah. about 21 Savage, Jussie, uh, National Emergency. You got anything else? Um, and that's it. That was that was pretty much all I was going to talk about. Okay. Any new hip hop, Shayna? Uh, I listened to Cardi B and Bruno Mars and song. Is it good? It <laughs> is good, but it sounds like. Clarence R. Kelly, like it's, it sounds like an old, like '90s song. Is it, but I think that's like Bruno's hmm. niche right now. Is it R and B then? Like it's more it's more of an R and B. It's um, it's mostly Cardi B on the verses, and then it's Bruno Mars and the just singing the chorus, just singing the chorus and the bridge. Okay, but hmm. Bruno singing his ass off. Like he trying to get a record deal. <laughs> I heard. I heard. He's singing his ass He's off on this song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it is a good song. It's a great song. I feel like what, what did y'all sing. think of the Grammy? I didn't watch. I did not watch either. I, I looked at the fashion Cardi B part. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad at the at the award winners though. You know, I feel like it was it was pretty pretty solid. You know, this is America Got Record of the Year. Yep. It's not a and good he got song, he got song though. of the year too. I think or something like that. He got, got he got like music video of the year. So or maybe that, I, now that audio was a good. Visual. Like, but for me, for this is America without the video, it's not a good song. I disagree. Mm. But I'm I don't also think it's a good song. 100% without the video. in but love with him. But the visual is what makes it like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. as far as being awarded for the visual of it, oh, absolutely. But like, this is the first rap song to win like both record of though, the year. to win both of those at the same time to win record oh. of the year. It ain't really just a rap song though. I really like watching him dance. <laughs> God's Plan got best rap song of the year. Uh, I forgot. What, I, Cardi B got best rap album. I'm pretty proud of her. Yeah. You know, I don't listen to her, but I'm, I'm glad she got that There was a lot award. of drama around that one, because too. Because that wasn't the best album nominated. But Cardi B is I, popular. Mac Miller should have won, but I'm, I'm indifferent. Mac Miller. Like, I wanted Mac Miller. Yeah, I wanted Mac Miller to win because, you know, he did pass away and he had a, it was, the album was bomb. Like, it was a good album. I didn't hate on Cardi B. It was a good album, but Nipsey Hustle, that was the best album nominated in that category. Album. But you know, Nipsey. I don't know if I'd put that over Daytona, though. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Daytona is an EP to me. Most people call it an album, but I don't know if I'd put in that category what they had. I don't know if I'd put Victory Lap over Daytona. But to me. Her won something, too. 
Yeah. I remember what she, uh, she won with Daniel Caesar mm. for best part. Okay. <laughs> so, but I, as far as rap, it's very rare that the Grammys gets it right. So do you think yeah. that's why a lot of people didn't show up? So Kendrick didn't show up. Jay-Z didn't show up. Uh, Ariana Grande yeah. had a beef about showing up because they wanted her to perform a song a certain way. And she didn't appreciate that. So she just said, no, I'm backing out completely then. Not going. Mm. Childish Gambino didn't show up. Um, Ludwig took his uh, took his award for him on stage. That's, yeah. his, uh, that's his homeboy. He's a producer, longtime producer, Ludwig Gorenson. So what do you think about that? Like, Hip hop not showing up to the Grammys. You know what? I, like, I mean, I don't mind. Jay Z, when he actually, the only time he's actually won Rap Album of the Year, he did. He wasn't there to accept it because he was boycotting because DMX didn't get nominated. Yeah, it's just so subjective to me. These these um award ceremonies, like when you think about it, all these albums are artists are are they do great? They do great things. They put great work out. And it's really hard to categorize who has the best song or best album. It's basically popularity. Yes. Um, so for me, I'm like, if you don't decide to come, hey, that's good for you. Like, you don't have to really give in to this whole sort of this beauty pageant. That's what it uh, is. Like I mean, a lot of the Grammys are basically just for advertisement so other companies can make money off of it. I don't really think yeah. they – I don't think the Grammys really – benefit any artist in any way to be honest it's just basically yeah. another way to sell something so i did agree you, did you watch it what did y'all think about the, the most tribute what speech the speech of the guy at the end that's leaving i guess he's been like the president or like the head guy all these years and he was pushing towards this idea of like inclusion and you know like making sure that the grammys is representative as they move forward and all this other kind of stuff I mean, just listening to y'all conversation around like what the Grammy seems to be versus what it is. I don't. So. I don't know if that's the same guy that said um, that um, on one year that the female artist should step up, and then there was somebody <laughs> that did win that night and said, "Oh, well, I guess we stepped up." I don't know if that's that same guy, but no, I didn't see the speech. Okay. Well, no, did you like the speech? I'm just curious at our at our. I mean, like, cause we're speaking right now on the Grammy saying that it's subjective, it's all popularity, they never really get it right. But in their minds, it's, they're speaking and passing the torch. It's like the Grammys has come a long way. <laughs> yeah. But remember, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when Beyonce submitted Daddy Lessons to be part of the country oh, category. I love that song. And it was rejected. Definitely should be a country it's a song. Def- and it's a definitely country a country Bama song. song. <laughs> like, it's a country song. Daddy Lessons is a country song. But I look it's sh- more like blues, but that's just. It's me. a mix crossover. Come on now. <laughs> right. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying. It, and like, then they rejected it. Like, no. Right. Okay. Yeah. I did see the Motown tribute. The J Lo Motown tribute. Okay. So how'd that go? J Lo. Why did they choose her? <laughs> I mean, I, I like J Lo. J Lo, she's talented. But you had Fantasia there. You had her there. You had all these great, you know, artists, black artists they could have used. Fantasia was in the Aretha Franklin tribute part. And that was and, and the Aretha Franklin tribute was beautiful. It was simple. It was just oh, yeah. three singers up there singing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But Motown tribute, you think they do give a little bit more just due diligence or thought to who they're gonna um you know pick the thing. But my thing is the thing that set Motown apart from the rest of the record labels, black owned record labels or record labels with black artists back then 
was the class, like the black class, um, the artist development. That's what yeah. set them apart. Not, like, I feel like Jennifer Lopez is a very talented dancer, but they didn't get on like shaking their ass, like, <laughs> like right. gyrating and all of that. So yeah, I, it was all about talent. Yeah. That's, her, that's her thing, though. I didn't see it, but when I think, I definitely don't think Jennifer Lopez when I think Motown. I don't either. And I this didn't is see somebody who lip syncs <laughs> like they're like their other people's vocals on their own song. Right. And back, you know, then not just Motown, but you had to be you had to be talented to get on. <laughs> really. Eh, I like J Lo. I think J Lo has talent, uh, and, and as far as the I, I think sexy she's thing, a talented dancer. As far as the sexy thing, I mean <laughs> that's that's her Selena. thing, man. I mean, like that's who she is. Like she started out as the fly girl and living color. I mean, she she's the sexy woman. That's that's her that's her niche. I think she's a talented, but dancer. she's not a singer though. But she's not a singer. Like like Tina said, when you think of Motown, you think of singer, like right. singer, like going 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 like just who are talented. Like Jennifer Lopez is okay. Like she does what she does. I but think her my first choice. I think her vocals are best when it's stuck with like the Hispanic background. When she does more songs like even De Niro with Cardi B, that's actually to me that's a good song because she does stick with her roots on that one. Yeah, I'm not saying she just, needs to. It's just it doesn't. It just doesn't sound as good. Like if you're telling me that she's singing Motown hits, like. What song does she? Eh. Is she but she doesn't even eh. sing. Like she doesn't even do, do the vocals on her own music. No. I think they should have had Michael McDonald up there to help her out a little bit. <laughs> he knows how to sing. He knows how to sing Motown hits. He's great at it. Right. Was it like multiple songs that she performed, or was it like one or two? Like, yeah, I didn't see it the was Motown multiple songs, like a mashup. Yeah, like a and she thanked everybody. Well, she thanked like like three or four of the artists, and but didn't thank Barry Gordy, and he was sitting right there. Mm. <laughs> hey, y'all see the meme with the lady on her phone? <laughs> no. It's like a big meme that came out. What meme is it? It was like a lady who was sitting next to Barry Gordy. She was on her phone during the um, Motown tribute with J Lo. I did. Create like a whole meme around it. The only meme I've no. been seeing is like the Casey Musgraves meme because she reacted so like candidly, I guess, to her winning. By the way, I have no oh. idea who Casey Musgrave <laughs> is or what yeah. she sings, but. Eminem talked about this. You give album of the year to somebody nobody even knows about. <laughs> yeah, her vocals are trash. <laughs> that's what that's my that's my beef with the Grammys. Like these people are horrible. Like the whole production of the Grammys was just like it was probably the worst production I've seen in years. We didn't even talk about Alicia like, Keys though. So <laughs> I didn't watch it. Did I just heard she was super. I did hear she was super dry, but when she performed, she, she was she playing on two pianos, wasn't she? Oh, I love she that part. She pianos. did great on yeah. that. Yeah, that's creative, ain't it? I give her a just do for that. Where's the bell? No, but overall, it, though, keep it, it away like, from it was lacking something. <laughs> it wasn't like cohesive. There was no cohesion in the in the program. It was like these guys in the background kept poking their heads out. Oh, like you really were watching. Well, I mean, Eric bro, was watching, like, watching. What did you expect, man? Why'd you, why'd you waste your time watching it, bro? I did like Drake. I did Girl, like Drake's know, speech. I'm curious. I'm curious. They cut off. I was like, all right, let me go ahead and see how it is. Oh, yeah, they cut off Drake's speech. They cut off Drake's speech, but I did like it too from I what liked I heard. His, I, I like Drake's speech. I mean, oh, yeah. He was keeping it real. He said, you don't need one of these. As long as somebody's singing your song, you won. Yeah. It's a good way to look at and it. And that, I mean, that's a testament for sure. All right. Uh, anything else, hip hop? Um, oh, I want to say. Um, 
the guy we had on here not too long ago, uh, DJ Young, um, he's uh, he signed to a label, and um, he's um, he he has an independent independent hip hop label called Bentley Records, uh, marketing publishing mm-hmm. deal. Y'all remember DJ, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's he's signed now, and he's um he's he's trucking and rolling, and I wish him good luck. That's good for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess we're moving on to two cents. Yeah. Okay. I saw a mini series over the weekend called Lorena about Lorena Bobbitt. Where is it? What, what is it on? I want to see it. So it's on Amazon Prime. So if you know the case about Lorena Bobbitt, it's a 1993 case where um, she cut off a guy's dick. Yeah. Did she dry? Did she throw it out the window somewhere? Sure did. Right into the woods. I mean, that's that's pretty much cut and dry what she did. She cut off the guy's dick. Um, she threw it out in the grass and uh, ran away. Um, so the case revolves. So they look at it from like in the nineties. It was kind of used as a punchline, like you know, women would tell their men, like, "Oh, I'll Lorraine Bob at you." Like it was used as a joke on SNL, on like late night shows and stuff like that. But it looks at it from a different perspective. Whereas, okay, why did this happen? And there's like multiple. Um, evidence that John Bobbitt had abused and raped Lorena before she even went and did this. Whereas in the media, she was just she was just looked at as like a um a crazy person, a hot flaming Latina, yeah. like a crazy Latina or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the film does a great job of reflecting how it was looked at now, reflecting how it was looked at then, and then how it's looked at now. It frames it in a piece of sensationalism and disregard of abuse and assault towards women. Because okay. the 90s were a strange time. The 90s was a strange time. I think this came before the O.J. Simpson case. So uh, it's four parts. It could be a little shorter. I think you could, you could wrap it up in three episodes at most. But I really love the fourth episode where it, it provides a satisfying epilogue to everything that happened. Um, the did dr- they did they go over how he became a porn star? That's all I want to know. Another a part of the reason why I did not take the situation seriously because after he got it put back on, he started doing porn. Yeah, they they go they go into mm. the aftermath with both of them, John Bobbitt and Lorena Bobbitt. They John, John Bobbitt has a crazy crazy descent and decline at, after the whole incident. That's just well, someone cut his dick off. Of course he would. You got to see it to believe it. <laughs> But I, I'd say that it's pretty good. It's directed by Joshua Rofe. It's produced by Jordan Peele. Um, I think it could have been three episodes at most. I'm go- I'm going to start doing this. Out of five stars, I give it a strong three point five. Okay, a three point five. If you if you find it on DVD or if you have Amazon Prime, I say check it out. Did you watch the ten Ted Bundy tapes? I didn't see that yet. I didn't really want to watch that. Watch Is it worth that. it? Um, it's really slow. Like the first three to four episodes kind of take a minute to get through. But the last three episodes, you know me, I love any type of true crime case. Yeah. yeah. But this one yeah. scared the fucking shit out of me. Like I could not sleep at night. So you tell me I got to sit through four slow episodes to get the three good ones. Yeah. Or can I just skip? Because <laughs> I've been I've known about ten but ten buddies yeah. since I was like ten. I mean, everyone <laughs> knows the storyline. It's a really good looking guy who was a serial yeah. killer, and he was you know glorified in the media really for how he came off and everything he did. And do you think Zac Efron's going to crush it? I think yeah. Okay. All right. I, He's really handsome. Those blue eyes. I just. But do you think he can be dark? Is what yeah, I'm that's you. what's the well. That's the best part about it is you you bring some. That's the whole point why they got Zac Efron is because he's yeah. so well known and he's like so beautiful and everyone like kind of just gives into him and that's how Ted Bundy was. So you know they want because 
apparently okay. the movie is supposed to be through his girlfriend or his wife's eyes, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to see it from her point of view. Like, oh, this guy's like just so charming and glamorous. And you wouldn't expect I that. I never thought he looked good. Now, Zach Efron is fine. But yeah. <laughs> I never thought Ted Bundy looked, he looked. Well, I, I feel like See. seeing past tapes of him, like knowing what you know now, like you're kind of like, Ugh. part of the reason I'm a little skeptical to watch something like The Staircase is because I've heard it's slow. Just like this Ted Bundy show. So I'm a little skeptical to watch. I know everybody says watch The Staircase because it's the one that started it all. But I, I don't couldn't know. get through The Staircase. Yeah, I put The Staircase on mm-hmm. to fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, I'm tired, but I can't sleep. I put on The Staircase. Eric, what have you seen? <laughs> Um, has anyone seen? So I recently watched a show on Netflix called High Flying Bird. No. I've heard that. To watch it. That's the new Steven Soderbergh film shot on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So High Flying Bird has um Zazie Bet Zazie Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Andre Hopper. Yeah. Melvin. So Melvin Gregg, he's one of like um one of the social media guys. Like he does a lot of social media Instagram videos. He was one of the main characters on there. Um. So it's basically talking about a sports agent who's played by Andre Holland. And he's sort of trying to – the NBA The NBA is in a lockout right now. So his, one of his clients, he's the number one draft pick, um, just drafted the NBA. He's trying to help him navigate sort of life and his experience during the NBA lockout. And um, basically it's sort of a sentiment to sort of how race plays into the whole structure of the NBA, um, how the NBA wants to control the players. And so okay. he was able, the sports agent was able to create a, an event like the, where, where people were sort of like, we don't need the NBA anymore. Like we're going to have it just a players only type of event, um, to give the, the players control of their money, give the control of their, you know, the image. And it's a great story about sort of the, the intersection between, you know, power, you know, race, sort of how the NBA is looking to control these guys. It's really good. Really well done. I highly recommend seeing it. What I probably give it. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. What do you give it out of five? Out of five, I'm giving it a solid four and a half out of okay. five. Okay. And the All way right. that they the way that they recorded it too was interesting. It was interesting. So um, it was like very up close, tight shot. Interesting angles. Yeah, it's shot on the um, iPhone. They didn't really use. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's shot on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. It was. I couldn't tell it was shot on the iPhone. I, I yeah. guess. It, I guess it looked like yeah. I, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. You can't really tell though. Um, That's a good the thing. director is Steven Soderbergh. Isn't it Peter Sorensen? I thought it was Steven Soderbergh, wasn't it? I, I oh guess... yeah, Steven. Yep, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, he yep. he, he made Traffic and um, Unreal, no, Unsane, and he's he's a well known director. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like that. Highly recommend. So I give about four and a half stars. Okay, um, cool. I also saw Russian Doll on Netflix. I think I might have talked about that last week. Is that with, oh, God, what's her name? Natasha. Yes. She was an American yeah, Pie the, and Orange is the New Black. Yeah, also of Orange is the New Black. Natasha Leon. Oh, uh, yeah, she does a great job. Have anybody watched Black Earth Rising? I kind of no, binge watched this Why like a couple weeks ago. It's like really good in light of Black History Month. But <laughs> I mean, talking about United States always being in other people's business, that's the type <laughs> of movie or, you know, show you want to watch. It's only like eight episodes, though. It's like it's a really short lived kind of like. I've been meaning um, to watch. I like the, uh, the lead actress. I can't pronounce her name because I like Chewing Gum. She's on Chewing. She's the main character on Chewing Gum. Okay. Okay. 
Hey, so, so oh, what, yeah. what, what do you give Russian Doll, Eric? I'm going to give Russian Doll a, a five. Oh, okay. wow. It's good. I heard good things. It's really good. Like, it's okay. a twist in the middle that just sort of puts everything in perspective. And, you know, some parts of it you got to sort of pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, um, I heard it's the dark the ground home amazing. day. <laughs> it, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that the acting is amazing, man. They do what they all do a great job. Way to this shot, man. I think that um, it reminds me of that one Black Mirror episode, the Bender. What is it? Bender snatch, whatever. <clears throat> oh but my it's god! Done in a good way. I watched that for like an hour and a half and still didn't get to like the true ending. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't keep doing I don't this. Like it like yeah. That. It was too much. Like oh, I got to. Black Mirror oh does a great job with like. An hour long, and it's one twist, and you're surprised at the end. But, like, this one had so many different twists that you could go through that I got sick of it after an hour and a half. And I was like, I have life to live. I can't keep doing this. Right. That's an example of somebody being too creative to the point where yeah. the consumer is like, man, just tell me what happened. <laughs> I can't yeah. Yeah. put any more brain power into this. Like, this is it. I do like to experiment, though. I'm going to check it out. I'm going I'm to watch it one of these days. I just finished up the assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, um, I started. They said Darren Chris oh. is Darren amazing. Chris killed that shit. He's but amazing. I like the thing is like I don't know about the I like I, I we on the only thing we know of the guy is that he's a mass murderer. Yeah, Andrew Canahan or something. Yes, yeah, but um I thought the show did a really good job of highlighting like the homophobia in law enforcement, especially back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And I think Darren Chris did a really good job. He did a really good job. How much out of five? I'd say about a, um, I'd give it about a four and a half. It could have went shorter. Better than the first season with OJ? Man, the first season had Courtney B. Vance in it, so no. <laughs> not okay. No, it had freaking David Schwimmer, and I'm sorry. <laughs> After Ross on Friends, like, he is the ultimate terrible, I just, toxic yeah, I like David Schwimmer, though. I I do too. I think with Matthew Perry. I like Matthew Perry. I watched all ten seasons of Friends, and Ross's character had put me so off to David (laughs) Schwimmer that I'm just like I can't, just can't see his face anywhere else. If I had to judge between who did a better job in their like as far as like Courtney B. Vance killed that shit. Yeah, yeah, he was a great uh, um, Johnny Cochran. Yeah, I don't know, man. I um. The way I look at it, I can't look at Rain Wilson outside of Dwight from the Office. <laughs> but I know Rain Wilson. Yeah, but I know one. Rain Wilson is good though. You watch The Office? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess that's it for me. Um Oh, oh one one more, one more. Okay. So I got to see uh What Men Want with Taraji. Oh, how was that? I think I got to talk about that last time. It was good, I liked it. You know, I like Taraji. Taraji is a solid actress. Um I heard real... Erica Badu was kinda of funny in that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. It just reminds me so much because uh, it makes me want to go back and see what what women want. Yeah, it reminds me of that, but just done in a better way, just you yeah. know, more reflective of our culture and stuff like that. So I I've like it. Really I would recommend. In I give it about one. like a three and a half. Okay, out of five. I want to go see Alita Battle Angel because I heard that's dope. My boyfriend told me that he wants it's to go see that, angel. and I was like. <sighs> Listen, man, that's, that's, that's Robert Rodriguez directing the James Cameron script, man. I'm going to see it. You can't go wrong with that. 
I haven't seen Lego Movie too. Um, my daughter went to see it with her dad, but I've heard the soundtrack uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> That's how it went with the first one, though, too. Like everything is awesome. I worked at a daycare at the time that song came out, and I thought sure. it couldn't get any worse than "Let It Go." It did. It got they have so much called, worse. They have a song on there called "Catchy Song," and it's featuring T Pain. And my daughter sings it all. Oh the yeah, time. and I think the Lonely Island T-Pain. came out with a song for it too. With uh, God, who else? Who else was in it? So super. It the song's called like "Super Cool Awesome Song" or whatever. Some. <laughs> typical name and i love the lego movie franchise like the lego batman movie like lego might batman. be my favorite superhero movie <laughs> most people didn't expect that one to be as good as it's it was so yeah, funny uh, shout out to my daughter for lying to me about not seeing it <laughs> she goes on uh, oh. twice oh i gotta give a quick i gotta give a quick shout out because i want to get to the black history local fact um bojack horseman i'd recommend that that is a great. I can't. I've watched so many episodes of it, and every time I'm just like not committed. I don't care about it. I honestly feel it's a great adult animated comedy because it's about a washed up literal horse that used to be on a date. That used to be on like a sitcom, but I feel like as the show, as the, as the episodes go on, they get deeper into the character that you wouldn't see on Family Guy or American Dad. Like they get deep into his character. I, I, I would recommend it. All right, so okay. we got we got BHM. BHM facts. We got Kenya. BHM fact of the day. So, did you know that Detroit has a history in being an important place along the Underground Railroad? Yes, Detroit. Locals assisted along this passage as well. The location of Detroit is also unique because it sits on an international river border. As most of us know, we sit across from what? Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada abolished slavery in 1834, a little over 30 years prior to the U.S. abolishing slavery, making Detroit a destination for people seeking freedom. Michigan was considered a free territory. However, refugees, the formerly enslaved, rather traveled to Canada to avoid the possibility of slave catchers. Some people also settled in Detroit. Some local blacks that are involved in the underground railroad include Samuel C. Watson, who later opened a drugstore, William Whipper, and William Lambert. That's your Detroit history fact of the day. Great. Awesome. I didn't even know Canada had. Listen, I might sound stupid for this, but I didn't even know Canada had slavery. They have a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> like, more, more messed more, up than us. It's more underlying. No, it, it, it's not like as they, as far as like they they done their indigenous people in a similar way to us. Okay, um, like you know, push them out. You know, rape, murder, yeah. all of that. They they have done that as well. It's just been more in- institutional there. It hasn't been like as in your face like Jim Crow. But, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned something today. Thank you, Kenya. No, you hey, yo, I got. A, I have an idea that we could talk about real quick. No. What are some classic, <laughs> since this is Black History Month, what are some classic black movies? Oh, you know, this is my thing right Coming here, to man. America. This is my thing Wait, right here, man. I think they're making a sequel to that one. I don't want to see it. I swear it. I read it, but Facebook lies a lot, too. No, so. they are. They, it has been confirmed that they oh. are making uh, a sequel. You said classic black movies. You know that what? Classic. Yep. To see during Black History Month. Let's get a list. Can I say Undercover Brother or not? <laughs> That's a good movie. That's I do great. love that movie. Very, very good comedy. Um, I want to touch back on Shayna with the coming to America thing, but um, I have to say, uh, so you said classic black movies to so- watch during Black History Month. Okay. Yeah. 
I just watched a documentary on Nina Simone. I, I don't want to see. I don't. I don't want to say the generic ones though. Like I want to just really go in deep. Undercover Brother was a good one. Y'all like that movie? I love I do love that movie. (laughs) That's Eddie Griffin's best movie, though. (laughs) So funny. Especially with the, like, KFC reference, because that's who they talk about. Yeah. Just everything. Go ahead, man. I got to go with Crooklyn. Crooklyn. Crooklyn, I just watched Crooklyn, like, three weeks ago. No, That's my second favorite Spike movie. Yeah. Like, Alfre Woodard, like, she she the best. Yes. I love her. Yes. Harlem Nights. Yeah, Harlem Nights. <laughs> Harlem Nights is good. cool. Harlem Nights is cool. Very good. Like three generations of comedy. Red Fox, Eddie, Dude. Richard. And I love when you shoot her in the pinky toe. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they used to play that on the radio a lot of mornings. I was on my way to school. <laughs> I got to say uh, Boomerang. Is... Boomerang is very legendary, especially with the way they're bringing it back now on BET with the series. Like that was just like a... A, oh, yeah. a comedy where the the woman in the film wasn't just a femme fatale, but also in power of the womanizer. Mm-hmm. That film, mm-hmm. film set a good trend. Um, shoot, Black Panther. I can go. <laughs> right, we got to bring it. Re- yeah, Black Panther's good. All right, got nominated. It's gonna become a classic. Though. It is. Of so our old age, it'll be a classic. Um, shoot. This is tough. What about? Oh, we got to do the color purple. Like that's. But that's obvious. a generic thing to say, though. The color purple. If you do that, you got to do beloved. No, we don't have <laughs> right, to do right. beloved. Actually, absolutely be- not. Be- beloved isn't generic. You could say that. You could say beloved. You no. could say beloved. <laughs> like the generic choices are, of course, Boys in the Hood, Friday. Um, a non-generic choice is Higher Learning, which doesn't get as yeah, much yeah. just mm-hmm. do as it deserves. Mm-hmm. I agree. So non-generic. Uh, what about Fruitvale Station? Yeah. Okay. I that movie is traumatizing. I've wa- the only time I watched it is when I went to the movies to see it, and that was it. I, I it was it's yeah. good yeah, if it you tough. haven't seen it, but I will never watch that movie again. What about Serafina? Yeah. Have any of y'all seen Serafina with Whoopi Gold? Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, mm-hmm. oh, Ted yeah. Danson. Is that who? I don't know the other name. I don't know if Ted Danson was in it too. It's about South Africa apartheid and all that kind of stuff. Oh mm-hmm. yes, or uh, Cry Free Now with the Gap Tooth, uh, Denzel. The gap Tooth. I didn't know he had a gap. Yeah, the Gap Tooth. Denzel was in Cry Free Now. A Soldier Story. That's okay. a good one. What about Hotel Rwanda? No, it's a good one. I don't. It's sad, but it's good. Hotel Rwanda wins. I give you that. Life. <laughs> Life oh, man. I just was watching that two Life. days ago. <laughs> I'm on it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Y'all glory the, the Denzel with the single tear. That's a lot of Denzel tear. movies that can but, go down. And, but is yeah. that like a black movie though? Glory. It's about the fighting in the great debaters. <laughs> great debaters. Great debaters. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Yeah. Is that the kind of black movie you're looking for? No, but I mean, <laughs> like that's like that's like like a like a, a big ensemble of black and white actors in Glory. That's why I was asking. Uh, Lean on yeah, me. That's true. Lean on <laughs> Coach Carter. Does he smoke crack? Coach, Don't Carter. Coach Carter. <laughs> Coach I love Carter. Lean on me though. That's my. Well, movie. wait. Wouldn't a walk to remember be a, not a walk to remember? Oh my god. That's the you Mandy Moore one. That's the Mandy Moore one. You don't want to use that one. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was god only one black it. guy in walk to remember. Bro. Oh, it's a football <laughs> one. Oh, Denzel's in it. Yes. I don't remember. See, remember? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got 10 minutes left. You wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good for the oh. listeners to know, like, okay, when they going to end this rambling? <laughs> they already stopped listening. It's fine. School Moonlight. days. 
School days. All right, what'd you say, Eric? School days. Go. I said Moonlight was Moonlight was a good one. Yeah, yeah, Moonlight's a good one. Moonlight's a good one. Bill Street could talk is a good one. We gotta get that one some time before it reaches that kind of like you know classic status. But that's a good one. What about Precious? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just yelling out movies now because one, I don't see movies a Listen, whole lot. Nah. For the Monique, no. Perfor- no. For, for the Monique performance, sure. But for the movie itself, nah, man. Like we. No. That was traumatizing. Why not? Hold on. Let's hear. Let's hear why not Precious. Well, for I'm the mo- I said for the Monique performance, yes. Ooh, but that for the movie, movie was no. traumatizing. I didn't use Vaseline for a year. For the. <laughs> for the movie itself, the story she was is, running down the street the with a story. bucket of chicken. That was not in the book, and I read the book. Yeah, I mean, the story itself is very depressing. Like, like if you're gonna watch a movie during Black History Month, you need to have some kind of hope in it. Precious had no yeah. hope. No, and really listen, did. that's only that's on no. Lee Daniels' fault. My bad, sorry. That, that's Lee Daniels' artistic decision, but that well, movie had no, no hope. hope in the book either. Well, there you go. Then the it's Butler. Like, no, it's not uh, the butler. No. There was hope in that movie. Uh, the mother was okay. I mean, man. okay, Selma. 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 So I can't say the help know. either then. No. Oh, yeah. The help know. is okay. Help is, is, is passable. Have you seen. No, if we're going to talk about Octavia Spencer for a second, though, which I brought her up. The new trailer for Ma. I don't know how I feel about seeing that because I feel like she could do better than what I'm catching from the trailer. Hey, I caught it, didn't it? We was here one time, and I said, man, I want to see Octavia Spencer yeah, in, sure in, a, in a psychopath role. Now I got what I You're wanted. And I'm, you I'm don't a little, know if you want it. I don't, I don't know if Be I want it. What you so you for. spoke that into existence. Yeah. I mean, I, I know she's going to do great. She it's just that the, 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 the script is off. Like, the story looks a little off. I, but I'm, I still want to go see it, though. I'm I see it. dying to see Us. Oh, yeah. I am like I'm on my toes. I cannot wait get to out. get into the We should the watch Get Out during Black that. History Month. Get Out is a good one. Mm-hmm. It's very, very um, symbolic. It is. <laughs> get Out. Sure. All right. So we got, we got. let's say, three more choices. What else we got here? Django. I think that's good for the, Django, you know, just really? the Quentin Tarantino. We got to be able to open, like, Django. The, 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 the Rick Ross scene. I'll say that can be watched during Black History Month. But Django as a whole, I don't know, man. No? Uh, What's wrong with Django? I think, I I think Quentin kind of dropped the ball on that one. I feel like you, you're bringing exploitation to a slavery film, and it, it came off as kind of, like, you know, cheesy a little bit. And if you're going to do that, then the black character has to be the main character. Jamie Foxx wasn't the main character. Who was the main character? Leonardo the, DiCaprio. Well, that was the in the second. That was in the second <laughs> half, though. Christoph Waltz, yeah, yes. he kind of took over Django. Yeah, a bit. so he wasn't the, like in a black exploitation film. The main character is a, a black person, but that wasn't. <laughs> and then he juices. <laughs> Tarantino loves the word nigger. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does, man. He yeah. Loves that word. He needs to chill. Uh, but uh, the final scene in Blue Hill Avenue, and just okay. the final scene only. <laughs> we can do pieces. We can do pieces of movies. That's <laughs> movie. the way it goes. The wood, the wood is good. I love the wood. The wood, oh, the wood is yeah. The five part beats. Oh, okay. they have a documentary about how you know it was made. I want to see that. I gotta see that. The making yeah. of the five part beats. I would like to yeah, see. Yeah, Robert that. Townsend. Robert Townsend did his thing when I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Temptations, the TV film, the made for TV film. Yeah. The Leon. Jackson. Not Leon. the one with Beyonce? She didn't no, that's it. Fighting Temptations. That's Fighting Temptations. No, 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 no. You can watch no. that too. Oh, we God. Can watch no. that too. Dream Girls. I thought that oh. was based off. I'm not educated. Never mind. Don't It's okay, talk Nicole. It's okay. You got some I'm just results. like learning. No, what's now. better? The Five Heartbeats or The Temptations? Temptations, movie. to me. 
I grew up with the Temptations. Most people grew up with the Five Heartbeats. So well, the Five Heartbeats isn't a real group. Well, no, I'm talking about no. the movies. Like I grew up with the Temptations movie more than I did the Five Heartbeats okay. movie. If you want to put some Otis. anger in you for the month, you might want to watch Rosewood. That's the thing that'll get you off your, oh, yeah. off okay. your butt. Rosewood. What you got, Cole? Rosewood. I'm thinking I mean, of the California Raisin Heads right now, and they would always sing the songs from The Temptations. Anthony is too young to remember that. No. Yeah, I'm a little too young. Do you young. remember it? I remember the California Raisins. That's all I can sing about is them, like, just dancing and singing, like, <laughs> all them songs. Hey, I got to give this film a shout-out, man. I'm going to get you, sucker. That used to crack me up growing um, up with Keenan Ivy Wayans you know and all that. You know what them. a better oh, yeah. parody of Black Exploitation is? Black Dynamite. That is a better parody. My boyfriend maybe watched that the that other day. That is a better parody of Black Exploitation <clears throat> than I'm going to get. He said some ridiculous things <laughs> in that movie, though. I was like, like what are can, you making me watch you right can now? See Cam, you can see mics in the, and you can see uh, like people reading yeah. what you're not supposed to. be like, stares yes. unknowingly. Like, they would like say that in the script. <laughs> I was like, thinking about that the whole time we were talking about these movies, and I'm like, man, what but, is the yeah, one like, I just I'm saw? I'm going to get you sucked. Like, it's a good parody, but Black Dynamite is a better parody of black exploitation films. Okay. And so, it has Michael Jai White in it with his shirt on. Quick, 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 <laughs> quick question. Things not to watch during Black History Month that people just just wouldn't know. I'd say uh first choice is Pootie Tang. Uh, <laughs> an unintelligible Pootie Tang. What would you say about Down to Earth? I mean that's a comedy. That's not really a that's black a film. Movie. That's a comedy. That's a good movie though. It's a good comedy, uh, yeah. Soul playing. Soul playing. <laughs> So, 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 so well, I'm just well, bell, man. I, I, like, I like Soul Plane. Never mind. I like Soul Plane. It's a good uh, oh, campy movie, but yeah. yeah. Baps. <laughs> <laughs> With Halle Berry? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Caps. Hey, do y'all remember Soul Man? It was like a 1980s Oh, yeah. We're not going to watch that either. <laughs> yeah, he See, tried to get into law school, so he dressed up, put on blackface. Yeah. that that uh, They made fun of that on a um, VH1 film called Totally Awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah. I say this was a it was, this was an episode that had flow, man. We're good to have <laughs> you back here, Nicole, for this episode. Eric, thank you for calling in. Um, anybody got any last words? Six more days left for my baby fundraiser. Gonna put the link on Ooh-hoo. underneath the uh, hey. underneath the uh, Facebook. Shout out to everybody that has donated. Um, the shout out. Her page is not accurate because I've been get, receiving cash donations. <laughs> So she is at over a thousand dollars raised. So nice, that's good. So that's I just want to thank everybody for that. Yep, six more days. Let's get it. Kenya, what you got? <laughs> Eight more days till I'm off this fast. <laughs> 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 Let's get it. <laughs> Nicole, what you got? I'm just gonna go adult now. <laughs> All right, she's going to... That's whack. Yeah. Being an adult. <laughs> hey, look, like, yeah. like, That's all I have. like share, and subscribe, uh, give feedback, and uh, give reviews. Uh, thank you. This has been another episode of Can We Talk.